Hey, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of SVN on the Go. I'm your host, Julian Banuelos, and this is my new co-host, Director of Research, Cameron Williams. Today, we have a great episode for you as we interview Managing Director of Second Story Real Estate Management, Tiffany Robinson. Tiffany is an entrepreneur not only at heart, but in practice, as she has spent the last 13 years launching and building businesses, resulting in the sale of two successful companies. Well, Tiffany, thanks for joining us today. I know we are your last meeting before you take off for a big vacation. So again, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to do the podcast with us today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm thrilled to talk to you guys and I appreciate you asking you to be a part of the show. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we'll jump right into the questions today. What we want to know is just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and talk about your, uh, your introduction to commercial real estate and how you got into everything. Yeah, so um, I'm Tiffany Robinson. I'm the CEO um, and Managing Director of uh, SVN Second Story Real Estate Management in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I do have a bit of an untraditional introduction to uh, commercial real estate. Um, you know, I think that a lot of people in the industry either came into the industry uh, via college or maybe their family was in commercial real estate. And so they had a background and just a familiarity with it. But my background actually um, stems from uh, the venture capital world. And so I was in venture capital for seven or eight years before being introduced to commercial real estate. And really, it, it just kind of fell in my lap. Um, I was running a venture capital firm here in Chattanooga as the COO. And my partners at the venture capital group said to me one day, hey, what would you think about starting a commercial real estate company? Um, we'll put together a small fund and start making development uh, or putting together development projects, start making investments. And I said, sure, because surely real estate is easy. And so um, learned really quickly that commercial real estate is not for the faint of heart. Uh, and so have been in this business ever since. So really I, I, I cut my teeth on development, which is kind of the opposite place that most people start. And uh, about a year into starting our fund and our development work, started up Second Story Real Estate Management because we knew that we would need a brokerage and a management uh, provider to manage our um, portfolio that we were building. And so started growing that company alongside the development work and really Second Story took off and grew very fast. It turned out that there was a gap in the market for um, these types of services. And so... Um, I feel like I got a crash course in commercial real estate while building it and trying to figure out, you know, the intricacies of it. And so now I feel like I, I've, I'm a master and I've got my 10,000 hours, <laughs> even though I know yeah. I still make mistakes every single day. But um, so, yeah, so my background is a bit untraditional. Um, maybe it's the more fun way to do it. I haven't decided yet, but um, but that's how I got here. No, I love that. That's that's a lot of how people start in this industry. They come from somewhere else and come into the business and and like you, they they do a great job. So that's that's awesome and a great backstory to that. Well, thank you. Um, well, I was gonna ask uh, how you how, how you kind of came into the current role as as owner and uh, a managing director of SBN Second Story, but you kind of touched on that. Um, so uh, I guess I would ask you, you know, I am uh, the sort of in the, in the research realm things. I've, I've, I've dabbled in sales a little bit, but um, like you said, tough industry uh, and I preferred to stay behind the scenes a little bit. Um, quick, quick uh, question regarding where you maybe see Chattanooga going as a market, but also maybe more specifically 
or le less specifically, um, any like big trends you're seeing that can be applied nationwide as well. Um, did some did some research before the call, obviously in Chattanooga. It seems like it's really a hot market um, comparatively to nationwide vacancies. It's it's really low on all fronts and all the major players. Uh, and um, wanted to see if you saw you know maybe why Chattanooga is 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 um, is able to succeed right now where other markets uh, are, are not doing as hot. Yeah, for sure. So I think that the Southeast as a whole is pretty hot right now. And uh, especially second tier, third tier markets like Chattanooga, these mid-sized cities um, are certainly taking off. And truthfully, I felt like they were taking off way before COVID ever hit. You know, I think that COVID yeah. has spurred so much growth for the Southeast. And we we're, we all know that because we're all seeing that. Um but I think that, you know, mid-sized cities and, again, in the Southeast have been hot for a while because of really the kind of quality of life that they offer. And, yeah. you know, I'm from Tampa, Florida. That's where I grew up. That's where I, you know, absolutely could have decided to, you know, build my career and, and relocate and, and start my family. But I did choose Chattanooga because of really just kind of the opportunities ahead that I had whenever I was in my early 20s starting out my career. I felt like, Chattanooga, you know, gave me the opportunity to go build something and really kind of make the world my oyster. And I think that more and more people have started seeing that in the Southeastern and just kind of smaller markets compared to like a New York or an LA. And so there's that factor. I think that on the quality of life front, um, there's certainly a lot of outdoor activities, beautiful weather, um, you know, taxes are lower here. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's just a, there's a lot of appealing factors that make it uh, exciting for someone to live here, but then also really just from an investment perspective too. So, you know, we have a lot of clients that don't even live here, but they're using us to make their investments or to manage their assets. And you know, we're seeing them do it, you know, because they they see a strong financial uh, basis for that. But you know, as far as like the trends and what I think is happening in this area is, I mean, really, all I feel like all asset classes are are in like really strong growth mode right now yeah. in Chattanooga and, and surrounding markets. Um, but certainly multifamily, uh, no doubt. I mean, it was kind of funny because if you'd asked me six years ago, if, if multifamily would be hot in six years, I would have said no, because we had a lot of apart multifamily doors coming online six years ago. And it was very questionable if the absorption rate would keep yeah. up, but, but sure enough, you know, Chattanooga's knocked it out of the park and really there just are not enough in the pipeline. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. because of COVID and the slowdown of construction, but there's people that are trying to get more and more uh, developed and up. But then we've got the same problem on the housing front too. So I think that if someone's looking to make a land investment or come in and be a home builder, I think there's a lot of opportunity here on that front because really just the number of people that are moving into the market, uh, we're not able to keep up with, with the demand. Um, on the office front, um, you know, office continues to be like kind of this like mystery, like, my team is seeing a lot of movement on the, on the office front, uh, more and more absorption, especially coming out of 2020. Um, but then at the same time, we're seeing big companies like TVA, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Unum send most of their workforce home. And so it's TDD on what's going to happen when they're office based. But it is, I mean, but from an investment standpoint, from like a buyer's perspective, we are seeing, or, you know, we think that 
the Chattanooga market is a great place to come and buy a piece of property to use as investment, like an office building, because there are also now a number of companies moving into the market because of the fact that they know that they want their, you know, they want employees living here as well. And they're choosing to go back to the office rather than be remote. So I think that that's a strong asset class. It's, I think that it's just changing and it's changing here. And I know it's changing in other markets too. Um, well, um, but, I'm dying to ask you oh, a question ahead, if you're in, so, I'm so sorry, um, if, because from, from, from your VC background um, and you're talking about office here, uh, I know that, um, you know, coming off of COVID, especially life sciences and biotech, first of all, has been, nothing's been hotter for venture capital in the past couple of years. I mean, maybe because of that, maybe because people are seeing that's going to obviously be a, a trend, um, new, you know, new viruses are going to keep coming out. So we're trying to get ahead of the curve. And office is actually, I think I just looked at this the other day, 17% national vacancy rate for office, but um, for lab space, uh, under 5%. So are you seeing Absolutely. that at all in, ten mm -hmm. in Tennessee and coming coming from your background in, in venture capital as well as in real estate, you sort of maybe have a, a unique take on how that's how that's shaking out? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually, from a real estate perspective, started seeing biotech companies choose Chattanooga as a home pre pre twenty twenty. So like before kind of a surge, which and you know, and I don't want to assume COVID is the reason for the surge. It was really already tracking even before you know the, just the kind of cr the craziness of twenty twenty hit. Um, I remember back in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen talking very seriously to a number of biotech companies looking uh with our team or at our development portfolio for their new home and we do um manage some property that has a number of biotech companies in it here locally and uh so i think that the bio bio uh you know biotech bio uh that trend has been rising for some time but it's now getting to really boom you know, we're seeing it in surrounding markets too, like Huntsville, which is not far from us, is a very strong biotech market. Um, we're seeing it around the research facility or re like university research facility. So like Oak Ridge, which is in the Knoxville area, um, Nashville as well. And so if markets have a strong research arm, maybe through their university or they are providing, you know, plenty of other reasons why a biotech company should relocate there, like maybe their capital is there, maybe the talent is there. Um, it certainly um, is helping, I think, create that boom for those markets in that sector. Excellent. No, that's that's fantastic. Sorry. <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> and with your with your office growing, and um, I mean, just second story really being one of our newest additions to the SVN network. We see your office kind of. Um, we see. Sorry, I'm gonna. I'm going to redo that question. Sorry, I was looking at one of our other questions. Um, we'll cut this out. Don't worry. So with our Women in SVN meeting coming up this afternoon, can you talk about your office being largely dominated by women in a field that, for the most part, does not see a lot of diversity? 70% of residential yeah. brokers are women. Um, maybe that would suggest that women in residential brokers who want to break into the commercial real estate industry and kind of talk about that. Sure. Yeah. You know, I don't even know the stats on how many women are in the commercial side, but I'd be, I'd be interested to know that stat. But, uh, but to your point, like, you know, I, I definitely know anecdotally that, you know, men dominate the commercial space. You know, I've just been really lucky to have found some really strong, uh, I hope it's okay if I say this, but badass women 
um, yeah, who <laughs> want to come work alongside. Yeah, I don't know. Um, who who want to come work alongside uh, aside me and really build the commercial real estate landscape here in Chattanooga and in our MSA. Um, we are at a time where we are seeing a lot of the, the the major players in our market start to retire and move on from this industry, and so there's a lot of opportunity for the growth in our market. And you know, I've been lucky that I've got two really great. Um, heads of brokerage, uh, Natalie Hoffsettler and Kelly Fitzgerald. They both serve as vice presidents here in the company and um, lead the charge on the brokerage front. And our, my COO is a woman um, who primarily oversees our property management side and our development side. Um, but we've got some other really great, strong leaders in this company that are also women. And I just, I think that you know, there's just more and more opportunity in commercial real estate for women to come and play play a part and play a role and truthfully make make really good money. And, uh, you know, I think that, you know, we'd all be lying if we didn't say that we're also here for the money. We're here for a lot of reasons, but the money is definitely <laughs> an important piece. Yeah. And so yeah, I tell women all the, yeah, I tell women all the time, you know, like if you're interested in finding a way to really scale your income, like commercial real estate is a great place to be. You know, I'm a big believer in women investing their money and seeing that return and being a part of like truly the ones dictating um, wealth in this country. And I've spent a lot of time. Uh, I actually, I I also am a part of a an, an angel fund that is made up of all female investors and we invest in female led companies. And I tell people all the time that you know the reason why it's important to invest in a woman or as a woman be an investor is that we know, we know trends, we know the market, we know what's happening. And I think that more and more and more in real estate, like think about like on the retail front, um, think about how crucial and how vital like a woman's perspective can be on finding the right tenant for a commercial property. Because, you know, we understand the brands that are coming. We understand the, um, the trends that are happening because of our buying power and the spending power that we typically carry along with us as typically the first string holders um, of the family or, or within a relationship. So, um, so there's a lot of reasons why I think that like building a team of women or like strong females in leadership is really important. Um, you know, there's just a lot of value add that women bring to the equation. And I'm certainly not dissing men. I also have a team full of very, uh, very smart, strong men um, but I think that a diverse team um, makes all the difference. We also have a number of people of color on our team, and I'm really proud of that because I think that diverse teams and the di and diversity in general of um, like your way of thinking as a company like is the best way to do business. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. We we preach that all the time between culture and diversity. It's it's a great thing, and like you said, you have to have people that are thinking differently on your team to to challenge one another, and that's it's a, it's a tribute to you. It really is. Yeah, and I think, and I've noticed that about SBN corporate as well. And I mean, truthfully, I think that's one of the reasons why we decided to join SBN because um, it was clear that the values of SBN corporate align with uh, you know second story real estate management. Yeah, we appreciate that. <laughs> the, uh, the the stats on that, by the way, are um, it, it's, it's interesting. So uh, commercials roughly seventy thirty men to women. Um, but if you if you look at residentials, it's the exact opposite. It's the opposite. It's, uh, 70, 30 so women and men. And um, you know, to, to your point, sort of about you know when it comes down to dollars and cents as well, uh, and about wanting to make money. You know, commercial agents, or commercial brokers make about 
about double on average uh, of your you know average residential broker. There's a number of reasons for that. Obviously, one, there's a lot more residential brokers. There's a lot more part-time residential brokers. But um, you know, what what would you say? Um, you know, maybe a woman out there listening to this who's who just got her license. She's looking at residential, but she's seeing the earning potential of commercial uh, and, and wants to get into it. Yeah, that's that's good information to know. And that, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Did you ask me a question at the end of that and I missed it? <laughs> no, yeah. I was thinking, you know, what would you tell that person who's, who's looking to kind of make that oh, jump? Oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. Commercial? No, no. No, don't be sorry. I'm so sorry. I missed, I missed that you asked me a question. Um, yeah, so, okay. So I actually do have this conversation every now and then with, with people because we've had a number of residential agents come to us and ask about joining our commercial team. And and I, and I also give the same thoughts and advice to anyone thinking about getting into commercial real estate on the, as a broker or as an advisor. Um, you know, first of all, the difference in residential and commercial is that commercial is slower. It can be much slower, right? I mean, it's a bigger transaction, oh, yeah, typically sure. a much bigger deal, but it can also take more time. I feel like the residential world like kind of equates to, um, you know, uh, like, kind of like you know they're they're built on almost in some ways like how many clicks like they're just such fast transactions like how many clicks can i get and pretty sure. quickly their yeah. clicks turn into a transaction commercial is just not like that at all it is truly a business deal and you do have to also understand the the ins and outs of a deal of a, of a business deal process so yeah. You really can't go into this and think, okay, great. Like I'm going to get this turned around and done in 30 days. Like, no, it's, it's much more intricate than that. And truthfully, it needs to be because it's a much bigger investment. And so I do think that there's more, um, there's a, there's a, a different nuance, like a much different nuance, uh, a, a different flow and really like a different set of thinking skills that you have to have on the commercial side versus the residential side. I personally yeah. really enjoyed uh, the commercial side and don't think I would at all enjoy residential because to me, every commercial deal is like putting together a new business plan. It's like putting together a new project, something, it, it, it is truly a business venture, whether it's a long-term lease as a tenant or whether it is buying a property as an investment, as a, as a landlord, it, you know, deserves all the same energy that would go into putting together a business plan and making a business deal happen. Yeah, so totally that's, that's, you know, yeah. No, excellent. And as more women like you start coming into positions of power and minority ownership, things like that, how do you see the commercial real estate industry evolving as time goes on? I mean, I think the future is female. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I think I've. I mean, I think even since I've joined SBN, I've I've been um, pleasantly surprised at the number of women managing directors that I've seen. You know, come into SBN like over this last year. Um, so it's really exciting to get to meet more and more of them. Um, I do think we've got a ways to go before like we're at kind of more of an even playing field with, with men and women, because I do think that in general, um, you know, women do tend to bow out of leadership positions. So, you know, I think we've got a ways to go in order to like kind of um, neutralize the female versus male ratio of managing directors. But I think it's really encouraging that I'm seeing uh, more and more teams bring on female advisors and seeing, you know, some of those female advisors do really well on the, uh, on the score chart when it comes to like 
GCI or, you know, transaction volume. Um, that's, that's really encouraging to me. But I think we've got to continue to foster it. And I think we've got to continue to really kind of beat the drum at really to maybe like that college level of, hey, commercial real estate is absolutely a, a strong path for a woman. And here's all of the like really great outcomes that can come from that. But I do think that the more women that you can push to commercial real estate, like just the higher net worth um, kind of factor you're going to build for women overall throughout our, throughout our country. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting point. I don't feel like there is a, you know, a swell of interest in, in commercial real estate. If that maybe you know, that, that, that 20 to 24 age range, um, maybe as much in women, one, 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 it's not being fostered and cultivated by society at large, but I think, yeah, pushing that would, you'd probably see greater results for sure. Getting in them. I mean, I, 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 I think you see a lot of people with women. I've found this is anecdotal with first careers like yourself find their way into commercial real estate versus jumping in right out of school. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see more guys do that. I do think though that like, and I, and I think that I only think about it this way because of my background in venture capital and then having like kind of a like laser focus on like getting more women to invest is that I've just been really exposed to how, how small the number is of women that, are building wealth and you know choosing to like invest their dollars in a way to continue to build wealth and that's just kind of an overall theme that i think that like the wealth management industry has recently kind of jumped onto over the last 10 years and is caring and uh, i'm kind of like paralleling that with um you know i see all these young guys that want to get into commercial real estate because they realize oh i can make so much money but it's also because they were exposed to that whenever they were growing up or somewhere along the way, someone exposed them to, hey, you can go make a lot of money in commercial real estate. Women are not talked to as young women, young women or girls, we're not talked to about how to make money. So there's really like this whole cultural shift in general um, in our culture uh, when it comes to women being encouraged to make money or being talked to at a young age about, hey, like getting, becoming like financially sound or building wealth should be important to you it's not just something that like a man should do or not just something that you should like think about your husband doing. i mean it's not something to think about whenever you get married one day and start a family it's something that you should really start doing whenever you're younger and really just that conversation isn't happening enough and i think that if we did have that conversation more with women or younger women then we would actually be able to like push more women to commercial real estate because they would start asking themselves well how are some ways that i can start building wealth well clearly going into commercial real estate is one Absolutely. of those paths. Yeah. So does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And also, Absolutely. you know, we're just talking about how I think um, commercial real estate, you mentioned like, you know, the deals are slow and, uh, and sometimes the industry is a little slow too, as far as change goes, you know, a lot of generational um, kind of paternal, the uh, handing off of businesses and things like that. And I think, uh, yeah, that'll start being changed more, you know, more recently than ever. And hopefully SVN can have a part in that, right? I think just because we're sort of like, we like to vision ourselves as a bit of a disruptor in the industry. So getting more women on board with us uh, would be good for everybody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think so too. I certainly don't see the CBREs and the JLLs like, and you know, making a, a major push for that. So if that's, SVN can do it, I think they'll definitely capture the, the lion's share of the market. Yeah. So uh, what advice would you give to, um, Oh, well, we'll cut that. You answered that question. <laughs> yeah. Um, Julian, want to grab one? 
Yeah. So you were talking about earlier about getting involved in different groups. You're part of this group uh, that's majority of women that's buying different properties and giving back to the community is a huge part of the business as well. Can you tell us about some of these groups? I know you spoke to one of them, but some about these groups that you might be a member of or where you've really seen some success or felt that you've made a difference personally or professionally. Yeah, um, so I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not a member of too many groups, but um, one is the Jump Fund. It's the Angel Fund that I was mentioning earlier, and I'm a founding partner of that. And um, it was started 10 years ago uh, with the purpose of getting more women to focus on being investors and then making those investments into female-led companies. And so I think over the last 10 years, we've probably raised about $12 million dollars. Um, in total capital, and we've deployed that capital into probably uh, 35 um, different uh, female-led companies over the last 10 years. So, and the, the primary focus is the Southeast. So, so I am I am really proud of that work, and that has certainly taken up a lot of bandwidth, um, personally and professionally, uh, but in, in only a good way. So, um, on the commercial real estate front, though, we do have a local group. Uh, it's called Women in Real Estate. I know, such a super catchy title. Um, and really, it's just more of like a networking group to encourage more women to get involved in commercial real estate and really just kind of share best practices and share what's going on in the commercial real estate world here in Chattanooga. So the makeup of the group is, you know, commercial advisors, it's developers, engineers, architects, and, you know, um, you know, it's, it's very casual. It's like over happy hour once a month. But I think that like where I've tried to, I've, I think that where I've tried to um, professionally like spend a lot of time around the uh, the kind of piece of women in real estate is like being really intentional and in, in hiring and looking for uh, female uh, advisors or female you know employees, but also um, trying to hire female led or companies or like female vendors to come in on any of our real estate transactions that we've got. So whether it's a, on the development front, whether it's an architect or an engineer or on the brokerage side, you know, utilizing, um, you know, a, a female-led company that, you know, specializes in something that we need on that front. Um, I'm just trying to be really supportive of um, just trying to share share the share the pie with, with other women. Yeah, and you're doing you a great job of that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So before we sign off today, we have one last question for you. Just some advice to a young Tiffany before all the success. What is what is some advice you would give a younger self or a younger female broker really trying to crack into the industry? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. If I could turn back time and talk to myself, I would say, um, it's you know, it, it is going to be stressful and it's going to be a really fast-paced industry. but you know, if you can just hold on tight and just, uh, you know, stay focused on the prize, then you will absolutely get there. Um, I think that like in the early years of doing this work, I, you know, would become very overwhelmed with just how fast paced it all moves and, you know, just not knowing the nuts and bolts of commercial real estate. I felt, I felt like an imposter sitting at the table, especially with a, a, a number of men. And so I think that if I could go back and like give myself some advice or like share this advice with with other women it's don't let that imposter syndrome um like overtake your mindset like you're there for a reason and you're meant to be at that table so um and anything that you have to say or add is, is valuable 
Oh, I love that. Yeah, great advice. I'd tell myself to buy industrial property. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. I would I would I actually wish that six years ago maybe I'd started buying some multifamily as well. So yeah, I would yeah. tell myself to buy some multifamily. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, seriously. Yeah. I mean and, and it's um yeah, a good market for it right now as well. Well, um, thank you so much uh for for coming on with us and uh and this was this was my first go at this, so I appreciate uh you um you taking it easy on me here as an interviewer and uh and thank you have a i have an excellent trip out to um yellowstone thank you i appreciate it you guys are really fun and um i'd be glad to come back anytime thanks we appreciate it tiffany excellent thanks okay. so much take care take care you too bye-bye you too bye